The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown in stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house, sideline, pylon, touchdown, and the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, usually joined alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. But I am riding solo today, and happy September to everybody tuning in to Punt and Pass. That's right, September is here. College football has officially begun. Be sure to follow us on social media. We are at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at AaronMurray11. And check out our brand new website, puntandpass.com. It's fantastic. It's got a blog. It's got where our podcasts are distributed, our YouTube channel is up there, our merch page, which we call The Locker Room. Go check it out. It is fantastic, puntandpass.com. We appreciate all of your continued support. I am happy. It is September the 1st. Football is back. I do say that with a grain of salt, though, because this was supposed to be week one of the college football season. What a great, usually exciting time to be a college football fan. Huge games on Thursday, Labor Day weekend. Georgia was supposed to open in Mercedes-Benz Stadium against Virginia on Labor Day night. It was just going to be an awesome celebration of the 151st season of college football. Obviously, things have changed. Yes, the season has been postponed to September 26th. Everybody knows that, but football did start. That's right. This past weekend, FCS kickoff action. Saturday night on ESPN, Central Arkansas took on Austin P. And what a great game it was. Central Arkansas came back late. A couple of scoring trades in the bottom of the fourth quarter, and Central Arkansas beat Austin P. 24 to 17. It was a really good game. Matt Barry and Mike Golick Jr. called it on ESPN. A little bit slow to start. Well, not actually slow to start. After the first play from scrimmage goes 80-plus yards for a touchdown, the game slowed down. A fantastic finish, though, and it was just awesome to watch college football on a Saturday night. Get this, though. A little personal story. So I'm sitting in my house Saturday. I'm like, you know what? It's the start of the college football season. I'm going to Uber Eats some Taco Mac wings. So I get fired up. I tell my wife, I'm like, I don't know what you want to do for dinner tonight, but with college football starting, I'm going to sit here, and I am going to order Taco Mac wings and fries and just take it all in. So around 8.15 p.m. on Saturday night, I'm timing this up perfectly. I go to my Uber Eats app. And I type in Taco Mac. I make my order. There's a $10 off promo if you spend 30 bucks. So I'm getting a ton of food. 
All right, the ten dollar promo kicks in. I'm saving money. Delivery time nine oh three p.m. I'm like, this is perfect. I'm gonna be sitting on my couch. I'll crack open a few beers. The wings will come. I'll, I'm in for a fantastic Saturday night. So the order gets processed. My driver picks up my food. He is in route to my house. I am excited. Legitimately, it's like eight fifty eight. Keep in mind, the order is supposed to arrive at 9.03. If you use Uber Eats, you get into the app. You can see where your car is traveling on the street. He's close to my house. I mean, he is close to my house. Within five minutes of getting to my house, he has picked up my food. He is in the vicinity. He's going to be at my driveway with my food within four minutes, and the order gets canceled. The order got canceled. I was left dumbfounded. Think about this. I legitimately have not had Taco Mac since the pandemic started. This is a five-month wait for Taco Mac. It is within four minutes of my reach. My driver has it. The football game is about to start. I'm going to crack open some beers. I am looking forward to the perfect Saturday night, the kickoff of the 2020 college football season, and the order gets canceled. So I scramble back into my app. I'm like, I got to call this guy. His name was Sean. Sean, if you're listening, shame on you. And I'm trying to find his contact information because I want to call him and say, where the hell was my food? But since the order got canceled, everything just goes away in the app. I find the receipt. Obviously, I'm not getting charged because the order got canceled. I want to contact Sean because I want my damn food. I'm starving at this point. And I was so excited, and now there's just a huge letdown. Can't get in contact with Sean. Don't have any information to contact him. Most importantly, don't have my food. So I call Taco Mac, <laughs> and I'm explaining to them what just happened. And they go, sir, I, I have to be honest. I've, I've never heard of that before. Your food is not here. He picked up your food. I go, so I know it's not your fault, but the guy just took my food? And they said, I, I, I think so. I think that's what happened. He was within five minutes, four minutes to be exact, of delivering my food in route to my house with my food. Keep in mind, I timed all this up perfectly. Now I'm in my driveway looking to see if maybe something happened and he's going to turn the corner and have my food, but no. So I called Taco Mac back, and I said, hey, I just talked to you about my Uber Eats driver stealing my food. And they said, yes, sir, what would you like to do about it? And I said, I guess I'm just going to have to look like an asshole and order food and drive to you and go pick it up. Now it's 9.30 on Saturday night. The game has started. I missed that opening touchdown, which would have really got me excited with a full plate of food and a cold beer in my face. So I drive to Taco Mac. My food is there that I newly ordered. I'm talking to the waitress saying, can you believe this? She's like, no, I, I actually cannot believe that. So he had your food? I said, yeah, he took my food from this restaurant. And he's four minutes from my house, and he canceled the order. She says, sir, I'm really sorry, but hope you enjoy your dinner. So I get back to my house. It's like 9.45. You know, if anybody knows, you take fries from your car or from the restaurant to your house, they're already not as good. I was in a bad mood. I didn't even drink a beer. I stuffed my face. I fell asleep. That was my Saturday night. Okay, I, I know I just got really personal there. If you've had the same thing happen to you, please tweet at me and make me feel better, at Drew Butler. That is what happened. 
So happy football season. More wings, more fries, more beers on Saturdays are in my future. That's a fact. I just don't know if I'll be using Uber Eats again. So shame on you, Sean, for stealing my food and ruining my Saturday. But I did wake up to see the end of that FCS kickoff game. And again, Central Arkansas did beat Austin P 24-17 to late Saturday night. They came back and had a fantastic scoring drive. After Austin P had scored with little time left in the fourth quarter, it was a great game. And maybe even better than the actual game was the news that came out yesterday that Central Arkansas had no positive COVID tests that they performed after the game on Saturday. I believe they took the tests on Sunday. The results of every test came back negative, and they are scheduled to test the team again today on Tuesday, September 1st. That's fantastic news, people. Everybody has been screaming, yes, you can keep these kids in a bubble. Yes, you can try to limit their interaction with the student body. But once they play football games against another team, it's going to explode. That has not happened through one game. That obviously is a really good sign. Hopefully, that trend continues as they perform more tests today. But it seems like we are on a great trajectory towards this September 26th official kickoff for the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12. That's right. The three Power 5 conferences that are playing are the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12. And the Big 10 has just been in the spotlight for its lack of leadership. The Big 10 has been in the spotlight because players from Nebraska have sued the league wanting information about how this decision to cancel fall sports was made. The lack of transparency from Commissioner Kevin Warren, who had to put out a long letter a week and a half after making the decision to explain how they came to that decision, was baffling to all. But simply put, nobody knew how the vote went down. Keep in mind, everybody was talking about how was there a vote? Was, was there not a vote? Chancellors and presidents were going, I don't think there was a vote. There was a lot of gray area around this decision. So this group of players has sued, group of players from Nebraska, has sued the Big Ten. They want information. They want to know what the hell happened. And finally, yesterday, the news came out. It was voted 11-3 to 3 by university presidents to cancel fall sports. The three teams that voted to dissent, who wanted to play college football, were Ohio State, Iowa, and to no surprise, Nebraska. Think about that. Three teams out of the Big Ten. They needed 60% of the vote to cancel fall sports. They got nearly 79%. 11 to 3. Ohio State, Iowa, and Nebraska said, we want to play football. Nebraska made a lot of noise saying, hey, we're going to try to figure out every avenue possible to play football for our kids. The Big Ten threatened to kick them out of the conference if they went elsewhere. That has since subsided. What about Michigan? Wisconsin? Penn State? I mean, blue blood programs of college football. Teams that make it to New Year's Six Bowl games, teams that want to fight for that that Big Ten title, teams that want to represent the conference in the Rose Bowl or make the college football playoff, voted to cancel fall sports. A really interesting time. I'm sure they're going to be kicking themselves in the butt come September 26th when these schools and universities and conferences have figured out a way to do this safely, to play football safely, to adapt and move forward. So I could not believe some of the schools that voted to cancel fall sports in the Big Ten. Michigan, Wisconsin, Penn State. I mean, Michigan State, I'll throw you in there too. Wow. 
what could happen? Could Ohio State still try to move forward? I was reading some articles last night about how you know, this isn't officially official yet. Ohio State could use their leverage as by far the best team in the Big Ten to say we need to play football. I mean, crazy headlines came out last week that the Big Ten may be looking into start around Thanksgiving. How dumb would that be? If you haven't seen it yet, Scott Van Pelt, not the fake SVP on Twitter, made a perfect one-minute and 30-second video about how bad that would look, how dumb that would be, and how they have missed the boat on the 2020 college football season for whatever reason. For whatever reason you believe, if you truly believe it was for player health and safety amid the COVID-19 pandemic, while in the same breath they're saying, we're going to start in January, we're going to play indoors, and we're going to make these kids play 20 to 24 games in a 12-month span, come on. Come on now. You're smarter than that. Watch that one-minute and 30-second video of Scott Van Pelt shredding the Big Ten for even floating the idea, if they did or if it was made up, of possibly starting their season around Thanksgiving. What a joke. What a joke. But keep in mind, we've got four weeks, right? Four weeks until the official kickoff. Ohio State, I think, is the only team that could really move the needle as far as maybe trying to figure out a way to play college football this fall. Maybe. That will be a fun storyline to watch. And it would be welcomed by all. Welcomed by all. I mentioned in the show open... Teams are performing scrimmages, right? We're four weeks away, pretty much in the thick of camp right now. Georgia had their first scrimmage inside Sanford Stadium this past weekend. And speaking of Ohio State, Justin Fields was reportedly there on campus. Yes, his sister does go to Georgia. Yes, he's from Atlanta. I don't see why he would be in Columbus right now. I I think his college playing days are done. I think his college playing days are done. I wouldn't read into this too much saying he wants to transfer back to Georgia. I think he is so ashamed at the Big Ten and and probably happy with Ohio State for voting to play this fall, but he is two feet in the NFL right now. Probably at home meeting with agents, probably at home setting up his schedule for this fall to really be able to become a top five pick, which he looks like to certifiably be in next year's NFL draft. The NFL draft is approaching. I know the season starts next week, but the NFL draft decision is approaching for some top players in college football. And shockingly, guys are still opting out. You would have thought by now most would have opted out. I mean, if you're going through camp, you figured, hey, I'm doing it now. Might as well stick with it. Jamar Chase, All-American wide receiver from LSU, opted out this past weekend. Shocking. Kenny Gainwell, who is a fantastic, explosive running back from Memphis, one of the team leaders for Memphis, opted out this past weekend. I think another lineman from LSU opted out as well. Interesting for sure. Interesting timing. I mean, I'm not questioning the decision. I'm questioning the timing. Why now? (laughs) You've been in camp for three weeks. You've been doing this all summer long. Do you think Jamar Chase talked with Justin Jefferson, who was a first-round pick, his buddy, Former LSU wide receiver from a year ago, and Justin Jefferson's talking about, man, this is great. I got bankroll now. I'm living life. I don't know if worry about class. All I'm focused on is football. You know, the protocols are legit. They're taking care of us. I think Jamar Chase kind of thought, man, I don't need this. And do you also think Jamar Chase might have looked around and said, we're not going to be as good as we were in 2019? I think that might have played into this decision. 
Brad Powers, who's a college football analyst, follow him, Brad Powers, on Twitter. He said the 2020 LSU team compared to the 2019 LSU team is the biggest downgrade he has made on one team from one season to the next ever. Think about that. Brad Powers, college football analyst, said the 2020 LSU team compared to the 2019 National Championship LSU team is the biggest downgrade he has made for a team from one season to the next. He handicaps the 2019 LSU Tigers as a 17-point favorite against the 2020 LSU Tigers. Wow. Joe Burrow, gone. Justin Jefferson, gone. Grant Delpit, gone. Many others. Defensive studs, offensive studs. I don't have them written down right in front of me right now, but as you know, LSU has to replace a lot. They caught lightning in a bottle last year. They had one of the most dominant seasons in college football history. Joe Burrow had one of the best seasons in college football history, and they kicked ass for 15 straight weeks. Will that be the case in Baton Rouge in 2020? It's not likely. Now, that's not to say they're a terrible team. That may be just saying 2019 LSU was absolutely unbelievable, which they were. We all saw that with our own two eyes. But what a statistic. Largest downgrade for a team from one season to the next and has the 2019 LSU team as a 17-point favorite against the 2020 LSU team. That's wild. That is wild. I'll be really interested to see if more players opt out. Again, I'm not questioning the decision. I'm questioning the timing. It was a defensive tackle. Tyler Shelvin from LSU has opted out alongside Jamar Chase. What about Ben Hartsock? Ben Hartsock, a buddy of mine, an ESPN college football analyst as well, lives in the Atlanta area. He played, I think, 13 years, 10 years in the NFL. He says, make it stop, talking about the opting out. This is on Twitter, at Ben Hartsock. Ask any pro ball player their favorite time playing, and they will all say college. I know guys are making business decisions here, but the money will be there in a year. Career-ending injuries are very rare. Trends like this are killing college football and the concept of team. I agree with Ben to a certain degree. 100%. College football is the best. Any NFL player will say exactly that. That is what they miss the most. Your time in college is sacred. I don't care if you're on a 15-0 national championship team or on a 6-7 and Liberty Bowl losing team like I was in 2010. College football is the best. 2020, though, Ben, is completely different. And I, I think you obviously agree with me there. You know, 20,000 guys in the stands or fans in the stands. The protocols and, and, and the uncertainty of week to week amid the pandemic. I think a guy like Jamar Chase just says, you know what? Maybe not even about the injury in this situation. He just doesn't want to do it. But trends like this are certainly putting a risky image on college football. First, it was bowl games. Remember opting out of the bowl game? Now it's entire seasons. I think this might just be the start of juniors sitting there going, you know what, not going to play. 
I'll just look forward to the draft next year. Interesting timing, though, for Jamar Chase. See if it continues. We will see if it continues. I'm really excited to see or or hopeful to see the results of Central Arkansas's continued COVID testing after they played the first college football game of the 2020 season, which is supposed to take place today, so I'm sure we'll know tomorrow. And one more thought, too. I know I'm kind of bouncing all over the place, but shout out to my man, Ryan Skates, over at the Poor Man's Game Notes, at the PMGN on Twitter. He found, I don't even know how he found it, a Dick's Sporting Goods store in Atlanta put up these horrendous, horrendous Georgia alternate jerseys celebrating the 100th anniversary of the 1920 team. I guess which beat Virginia for a national championship, but Georgia doesn't even recognize the 1920 team as a national championship team. Uh, Bizarre. But they're the black jerseys. They've got different numbers on them, like all block white numbers, and a dog collar around the neck. They are ugly as sin. And I hope and I pray that it was not the plan to wear those in the Georgia Dome, excuse me, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, for the Chick-fil-A kickoff classic game. Look, we all know what happened when we wore the Power Ranger all-red Nike Pro Combat jerseys in 2011 against Boise State in the Chick-fil-A kickoff game with the silver helmets. I think any self-respecting dog fan would take the Power Ranger jerseys again over what you saw on Twitter with the dog collar black alternate UGA 100 jerseys. Let me know if you agree with me or not. At Drew Butler on Twitter and Instagram. At Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. And follow the poor man's game notes at the PMGN on Twitter and Instagram. But shame on whoever made those jerseys. I'm throwing out a lot of shame today. Shame on whoever made those jerseys. Ugly. And I hope to never see him on the field. All right, we're getting closer, people. Happy September. Earth, Wind, and Fire September. One of the most universally loved songs of all time. Be sure to follow us. On Twitter and Instagram, at Punt and Pass. I'm at Drew Butler. Check out puntandpass.com, and we will talk to you later on this week. See you.